Nicola O'Brien, we are here. We weren't sure we were going to be here, but we are here. Hooray. We're a bit late this week because I was on holidays. Hello. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello, hello. Ha- welcome back from your holiday, Bob Skelly. Thank you. are back to like the worst weather we've had yet this year, probably. <laughs> oh my God, it was horrendous. I was like sitting at my desk this morning and there was literally like lightning, you know, at like half past nine in the morning. And I was like... Oh, maybe I should move away from the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite severe. Like, well, this is the thing lately, like there's a lot of talk about what to do and not do. I've known Ocean. Remember when we were small and stuff? It was like, turn off the TVs and turn off it. We used to turn off everything when we were small. Yeah, don't ha- don't be on the phone yeah. in case it came down the, the phone, phone line. Yeah. <laughs> we lost one That's of the wind so turbines. Um, I saw yeah, that. I tweeted it. I retweeted it. It was kind of mesmerizing looking yeah. at it burning. It looked like something out of a war, war zone or something. It was something. hit by lightning. Yeah. Mad. Dublin got it very bad yesterday. We had it kind of bad the night before, but it was grand now since then. But I'm actually going to go for an hour stroll after this. It's that kind of a day where it's very mild, yeah. you know, it's grand. But, uh, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not that cold here, but it's still raining. There's still, we've got a flood at the end of our road and, yeah. oh my God. But, um, obviously nature is in, um, uh, well, world, I was going to say nature is in sympathy with, with the political landscape in the UK today because we've, Liz Truss has obviously uh, resigned and the Tory party just looked like an omni shambles at the moment. But um, this is great crack. What could go mm-hmm. wrong? What else could go no. wrong? You know, let's just pray for a general election soon. Please, God. God, it's very bad over there. I mean, she's obviously gone now. It's like, it's, I feel like it's a real shambles over there at the moment totally <laughs> but what's it like being there like do they know it's a total shit show oh everybody knows like it's like mm-hmm. even a couple of the Tory there's a few clips going around of Tory MPs just being like one guy was like I'm fucking sick of it I fucking had it with all of this and he's just like this. we're an embarrassment but you know they're eating themselves and apparently there was a fracking vote yesterday and you know, they all kind of file out of the debating chamber and into these other rooms they have to deba- the pre- vote in, basically. And apparently there was like people pushing and shoving each other and swearing at each other and stuff. The Tories within their own party, like, you know. It's really weird. The it was like, yeah, last night seemed to be total chaos. But um, here it was coming anyway, the whole Liz Truss versus the lettuce to the weekend. Uh, so I think. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> so funny was today when the lettuce. When the lettuce won today, they had like rave music on. They crowned the lettuce and everything. This is the Daily Star. Oh, it's terrible. I ran a campaign. I mean, Would the lettuce last longer than Liz Truss? And it has. Yeah, I feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her. But anyway, listen. I feel another sorry news for that, any human being. But at yeah, the same time, Tories are disgusting. Wrecked. Yeah, they're disgusting. The lot of them. The well, I tell you who's a really disgusting human being is that Braverman one. She's a fucking lunatic altogether. She was on hmm? like... That, what's her name Sheena Braverman oh yeah Suella Suella sorry mm. oh my god she's a lunatic she was she like horrible about, things she'd be delighted if people if they put all yeah. these refugees on boats and sent them and after the a while yeah. yeah mental oh god she's a real evil streak to evil. her um, yeah. the, I was just going to change the subject there because I just wanted to uh, say something <laughs> today oh, no. um, one of our my lovely colleagues Shane I, so I wasn't in the office today I was at home 
and they had cupcakes today in the office and he dropped me uh, off a box of cupcakes about half an hour ago so <laughs> oh <laughs> my god he got me the cupcakes what? with voucher that was on my desk and brought and he was well it's on his way home but still I, it's knocking the door and I had a man lovely man there with a box of cupcakes for me <laughs> well isn't that true friendship for you what do you what Good do you friend. need on a Thursday afternoon and a horrible day there you go yeah, and he started listening to the podcast recently you know so he'll hear this now so, <laughs> so uh. thanks Shane <laughs> <laughs> well so done, anyway, Shane. That's my good news for today. Shane, that's you've bought yourself a few more friends, uh, months of friendship there. <laughs> Keep working hard. Keep drawing. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, very good. Yeah, it was his birthday, wasn't it? Happy birthday, Shane. Belated, yeah, belated. Same week yeah. as Gerardo. Gerardo was last mm-hmm. week too. Lots of October birthdays around at the moment. But um, nice. yes, so all good. Shall we kick off? What's your what's your what are you gonna tell us about this week? Okay, well, number one. One. So this week. We're talking about seasonal affective disorder. Um, so we talked about this, I think, this time last year, but um, why not talk about it again? So Neve Dalmar is a counselling psychologist and she shares some of her advice around it. So it's a type of depression that occurs during autumn and winter. Uh, approximately 3% of the population have a depressive episode induced by autumn and winter. Uh, mm. And they are relieved by the arrival of spring. I think that's probably most people. But yes, I understand. Uh, on a much lesser scale, some people can be affected by depression in the spring and summer. While many people may be hit with the winter blues, SAD is more extreme and impacts daily functioning. According to the American Psychiatric Association, SAD is a major depressive disorder with seasonal patterns. If a person has symptoms of depression and experiences episodes for two consecutive years during specific seasons and it occurs more frequently than during the rest of the year, a diagnosis of SAD may be made. Onset is usually in early adulthood and it's more prevalent among women than men, which I did not know. Um, as with all mental health conditions, there are biological, psychological and social factors interplaying. You may be vulnerable to SAD if you have another mood disorder, a family history or you live far north or south of the equator or in countries with long periods of cloud cover. Jesus Christ, Mm. this is Scotland, for sure, (laughs) and Ireland. Right, so Mm. when sunlight gets reduced, your biological clock shifts. This leaves some people unable to adjust to the related changes in hormones, mood and sleep. If there's a serotonin deficiency in the brain, a lack of sunlight reduces this even further, which can cause depression. A reduction in vitamin D from sunlight can also impact serotonin lowering mood. Sunlight deprivation can lead to melatonin overload, which influences sleep and mood. It disrupts the circadian rhythm, which can be a contributory factor to feeling sluggish and lethargic during the winter. The inner workings of some people's brains will fluctuate with varying levels of light, triggering mental distress during the winter. The Christmas period is a further challenge to those struggling with SAD as the festivities and expectations amplify their mood. Okay. anyway, symptoms of SAD. Signs and symptoms range from mild to severe. Many people describe a lack of energy most of the time with a persistent low mood and irritability. Hypersomnia, which is basically oversleeping, overeating, weight gain, decreased libido and being susceptible to physical ailments are common indicators a loss of interest, a lack of motivation, difficulty concentrating, social withdrawal and or feeling hopeless or suicidal may feature. People often turn to alcohol or drugs, which exacerbates symptomology. Thought processes may be distorted and the person plagued by rumination and negativity. Okay, so here's some remedies. Oddly enough, natural light. Getting outside and soaking up as much natural sunlight as is possible from early autumn will help fresh air, nature, physical activity have all been shown to yield positive influences on mood. Lifestyle. Healthy habits such as diet, hydration and limiting or eliminating mood altering substances such as alcohol and drugs. Three, routine and structure. Morning rituals can set up the day ahead. Despite the struggle in the dark mornings, try to get up, do some stretching, shower, get dressed, make your bed, eat your breakfast and engage in a short mindfulness session. Uh, Wrap the day around 
similar daily routines. Doing something, meeting someone or going somewhere provides stimulation and a sense of accomplishment. Number four, sleep. A survey by the Journal of Psychosomatic or is it psychosomatic? Yeah, psychosomatic research found that 80% of participants with SAD experienced hypersomnia and 10% reported winter insomnia with 5% experiencing both and another 5% neither. Hypersomnia often signals poor sleep quality and is linked to the same health risks as sleeping too little. Alcohol can disrupt circadian rhythms and block quality sleep. Okay, consistent bedtime and rising times are beneficial. Set bedtime rituals to wind down, such as having a lavender bath, <laughs> uh, listening to a light audiobook or reading. Okay. Um, quite dark room and comfortable room temperature. That's kind of like makes, you know, that's not exactly mind shattering. For people who said the darker and gloomier season evokes darker and gloomier thought process, processes. Sorry, I've got a bit of a head cold, so I'm kind of talking through my nose a bit. A depressed mood investigate, instigates negative thinking and negative thinking aggravates a depressed mood. Watch what you are thinking and try to keep thoughts healthy, helpful and accurate. Be aware they are distorted by the mood and practice paying less attention to them. That's a bit like <laughs> fix yourself. It's a bit simplistic. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not, it's like, try to be careful of what you're thinking about. I mean, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. <laughs> think yeah, happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Like <laughs> it's you can, a bit, uh, you can happy thought your way out of depression. Like, um, Number six, support. Avoid socially isolating yourself. When the mood gets, when your mood gets depressed, it is common for people to retreat. They may not feel up to social interactions. However, socialization can exacerbate symptoms. You may not be up to big gatherings or parties, but you could meet friends on a one-to-one basis. Uh, therapy and medication. According to the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, SAD should be treated the same as other types of depression. The recommendations include cognitive behavioral therapy and or antidepressants. You can discuss options and concerns with your GP. And finally, Number eight, the light light therapy. Light therapy boxes can provide an effective intervention for SAD. A light therapy box mimics natural light and causes a chemical boost to your mood. The light box requires certain specifications, suitability and instructions, so it's best to consult your healthcare provider. While seasonal affective disorder is distressing, steps can be taken to lessen its severity. I don't have a light box, but I've heard of people who have light boxes and they swear by them. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's a bit, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they can yeah. be very expensive, you know that. Yeah, it's like a UV light or something, is it? It's no, probably a different type of light or whatever. But yeah, you set it to come on sort of while you're still sleeping, and it kind of wakes you up naturally rather than oh, as per yeah. this morning waking up in the dark. You know, it's like yeah, black when you get up. Yeah. Your body's not ready for it supposedly. So what this does is it just brings on the light very slowly, so mm. that by the time you wake up, you're more naturally awake as it were isn't it mad though that like this is such an impact when like half our lives we spend in this season you know or like yeah. a third of our lives we spend it's probably what five months of the year four months of the year at least that are this dark in the mornings and evenings probably yeah. October yeah. like mid-October November December January for sure and then like it yeah. starts to get a bit brighter into February kind of but like mm-hmm. it's mad the way it has such an impact when every year we know it's going to happen <laughs> You know, mm. every year it's coming. I actually don't find this side of the year too bad. I kind of like autumn, you know, when you kind of start to get cozy mm. and stuff. It's January. I really hate January. I really mm. find that it. Uh, we definitely talked about something to do with this before, or January blues or mm. something. We were talking about like getting out and about and how it helps and mm. stuff. But um, yeah, but like it's mad. I think that's, you know, if you look into like the origins of Christmas, like, you know, it was someone's bright idea to like mm. lighten the mood in the winter months and be like, let's have a party in the middle yeah. of winter. Because that might make things a little bit better. But it so is because, go. I mean, now bloody 
I feel like Christmas starts in November now. It does. I remember yeah. last year we went to Centre Parks in mid-November and it was really Christmassy. So I literally felt like mm-hmm. it was Christmas for about seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. It was It's weird. kind of exhausting, the whole Christmas thing. Like I try to push it, push it out as late as possible as well. Mm. But we ended up going to see Santa the last weekend of November last year as well. So it felt very long. Yeah. Um, Have you booked something now this year? Together. Get, yeah. yeah better now. Mid-December now, so oh, yeah, it'll good. be less. Because the thing with the kids as well, it's like putting up the decorations really early and you know, that stuff like, they, they go their flipping mad waiting yeah. for it. Like, the creators, sure time is so long for them too when they're that small, yeah. like, you know, time totally. goes slow. So I think it's it's a lot. Like, now nah, I'm not really, I'm more of a start to celebrate 1st of December, but it's def, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. So Brown, Brown Thomas in town already have all their decorations up. Like, and, yeah. I, and part of me loves it. I love looking at the lights and all that. But actually, I would say even now, like, I don't mind last week in November kind of things being Christmassy, but like, oh, it starts straight after Halloween now. Like, all the it's shops will be Christmas yeah. now straight away, you know? Mm. But um, anyway, this year I'm hanging for back. Black Friday because I need all the, the electrical products. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh God, we should do like a Black Fl- Friday preview. It's November, isn't it? Uh, mm, 20 um, we were flying back from Portugal yesterday and the kids were like, and the next holiday is Christmas to Nana's house in <laughs> Ireland, as, as Effie says, Ireland. Um, so that was really cute. Um, so yeah, it is technically nice. their next holiday. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, yes, that was seasonal affective disorder. So just be aware, people, you know, some people, maybe their yeah. mood is not great at the moment. Maybe that's what's impacting them. For sure. Uh, over over to you, Nick, number two. Two. So I didn't really have like one big thing to talk about this week because we've kind of been I've kind of watching a lot of shite, I'll be honest. The last few weeks mm. there's been a lot of like trashy reality TV on, which I've been, you know, me and reality TV. What TV. you? <laughs> what? Um actually on that, I wanted to talk about something to do with all that reality TV that I love. I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but like anybody who watches like any of the Real Housewives and stuff probably have come across it. And like I follow a lot of accounts that would talk about these shows like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, my favourites. Um, mm. And Bravo owns all those shows. Um, and Andy Cohen like always does a presenting for all those shows, you know, all the reunions, all that. Like he's obviously mm. an executive producer or something as well. He doesn't seem to make like some of the big calls. But before the pandemic, they used to have Bravo Con. And they had Bravo Con last weekend. It's a big convention where like oh. all the stars of all these reality TV programs go. So like Below Deck no as well. I love. They all go to it. It's actually an Irish girl on it, Daisy. She's been on a few seasons of Below Deck now. And so like I was following her and she went to it and all these big reality um, TV stars all guess. go to Bravo Con. And it's yeah. like three days. Great the idea. tickets are like $1,500. Like it's mad. Vegas? Where is it on? No, New York. It was in New York oh. this year. I think it's always in New York, but uh, mm. yeah, it was wild. Um, so I'm not sure if anybody knows about it or if you're one of those fans. I would suggest like checking them out because like they do panels for all the shows too. And like some of them be going at each other, like, you know, like there's a lot of right. lot of arguments between some of those women. But um, it was so cool. I loved it. I loved following it for the weekend. It was mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're I'm like, really bad at reality. I know what I want to do for my 40th birthday. <laughs> I'm going to start saving. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked oh, mad. And like, obviously people can queue up and like, you know, take pictures and you've got all these panels and yada, yada. But um, yeah, it was mad. It was, uh, I really enjoyed it. I was like watching it on social media for the weekend. But uh, so yes, on that front anyway, um, 
there is a new season of Love is Blind. We've talked about it before in here. Um, mm. I caught up last night, watched the first five episodes. There's only, there's only four. There's four out and I watched the first four. So it's the thing we talked about before where they go into the pods and they, you know, fall in love in the pods and they propose oh, yeah. each other in the mm-hmm. pods and all that jazz. And last time around, there was two marriages out of it and both uh, divorced recently so <laughs> the first season though there was two there was about four marriages in the first season and two are still together two of the couples are still together so um I talked about it before so I won't go into it but uh, it was pretty good I have to say I enjoyed the first few episodes uh Jer's not usually here on a Wednesday evening so I like completely uh <laughs> engrossed mm. myself on Shite TV and it was a glorious watch last night so it's going to be released over the next three weeks so just as an FYI that front and then something completely different as soon as it is spooky season, um, there's a new season as well of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Did you mm. watch any of the new ones? I, I think I watched one and I was kind of disappointed. I mean, this is probably about five years ago. Like, yeah. It might even be a different revamp of Unsolved Mysteries that I watched because I was a diehard Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries fan when I was a kid. Like, I know I we were. We all were. I remember it. Us even. Mm. Yeah, but on the piece of paper that was up beside the TV that said the slats everybody could have, we had two hours each the whole week. Mine were Unsolved Mysteries followed by Caps, eight till ten on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, Sky yeah, one. I know, guess. Uh, but like, I don't know where he is, the guy who used to always do it, you know, Unsolved He's dead, I'd say. He's yeah. old. <laughs> but it's very different format now. There's no real presenter, like, it's just into mm. it. It's like total documentary style. Um. But there's this is the third season now on Netflix and um, I haven't watched them yet, but I've heard very good things. Apparently it's extremely creepy. A few of them are very, very oh. scary. So um, if anybody's a fan of any of that stuff, that is yeah. supposed to be it's a good great one watch. for it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then in terms of the cinema, so we're hoping to go see Smile in the next week. Um, again, I'm not really talking about stuff I watch because I watch a lot of trash, like I said, but mm. uh, Smile is out in the cinemas. It's supposed to be like one of the best horror movies in years. So again, if wow. anyone is a horror fan, and that also comes from our brother, who's a bit of a you know film buff himself. He enjoyed it as mm. well. He went to see it. It's like about a doctor who looks after a patient who's seen something. And like all these people just like have this smile on their face and the oh marketing, God. the marketing. Just for got a shiver company, already. Yeah. The marketing for this company has been bloody brilliant because they put people with this really creepy smile behind a lot of big sports stars and stuff at sports matches and games and no. stuff. So like baseball, they'd have someone like just behind the picture smiling and a T-shirt saying smile on it. So really, people are they're being picked clever, out already. Yeah. Really clever marketing, you know, very mm, subtle, God. but clever. So it's supposed to be brilliant. Um, so I will report on that in the next week or two. We're going to go see that soon. And that's it, really. So it's a lot of stuff that, um, yeah, it's kind of been in and out of. So have you, you haven't really watched anything, you haven't been here for the last week? No, not seen a thing. Um, although I wanted to talk about two things very briefly. One is Gangs of London. You might remember I watched the first series that, um, last year. Maybe it was before the podcast. Did I talk about Gangs of London? I think it was two years ago. I think it was 2020 oh. when uh, that came out. I know there's a new season, but I think that new was season. like, pandemic mm. early pandemic that really yeah. enjoyed this yeah if you don't um know what i'm talking about is sky atlantic starting well recording thursday thursday night but you'll be able to watch it back on sky um so it's basically yeah, two or three gang families in london and sort of how they cross over and back against each other essentially it kind of is what it says on the tin 
Um, but there's a bit of sort of internal fighting in the families and all that kind of stuff as well. I really enjoyed the first series. It's a little bit... Um, it's not just a crime thing. There's almost like almost like a kind of a sci-fi element to it or a fantasy element to it. Like there was a character in the first series that was really, really big, you know, and he was like almost like a Hulk kind of character. It's weird. It's hard to explain. I've never really watched anything like it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the other thing is, I just wanted to mention Gogglebox because we were watching it last night and it's just, if I know there's people out there who've never watched Gogglebox, but you're literally missing the best thing on television. The reason I'll tell you why is I just got such a laugh out of it. But also um, they had a clip on about, did you see the one on Friday? I think it was Friday's one. Maybe it wasn't Friday Friday's one where they talked about that Infinity documentary. No, I'm about, about we did watch a good few. We came back from Italy. I think we watched about three or four, but I didn't, I haven't watched maybe two weeks. This was either last Friday or the Friday before. I can't remember which but anyway the last item on the on it is about a documentary about infinity now Stuart's like we'll watch the documentary I was like my head was bursting after one minute of watching clips but it was talking about you know what is infinity essentially and then just the commentary was just brilliant from from the usual <laughs> lineup of goggle boxers so anyway just wanted to mention that I finished the first episode series of the capture last night uh, slightly disappointed with it bit like not sure if I'll go with the second series but it is one of those ones that it didn't really have a satisfactory ending so you feel like you need to watch the second one to see if it gets to where you want it to get to because there's goodies and baddies um, and that's the telly apparently Emmerdale is brilliant this week so I might try and get an episode of that later it was the 50th anniversary, so they're having a big storm. People being killed left, right and centre. I saw, um, I don't watch it. Oh, like I, I'd watch it when I was mom, but she said it was brilliant. She was, uh, we mm-hmm. have to get her on to give us a rating, uh, to give us a review. Yeah, yeah, get her the soap update every now and then. <laughs> so that's the telly. Uh, right, number three. Three. So this week, I'm not actually talking about a new fox we're talking about an old fox <laughs> mm. fox we had on previously Violet Gibson so in wonderful news a plaque has been unveiled in memory of the Irish woman who attempted to assassinate Italian fascist leader Benito Mussolini almost 100 years ago the memorial to Violet Gibson was erected at 12 Marion Square in Dublin which was her childhood home on the 7th of April 1926 three years into the fascist rule Mussolini was making a speech in Rome the then 50 year old Gibson stepped out of the crowd and with a pistol shot him at point blank range he is said to have turned his head and the bullet grazed his nose. We talked about all this before when we talked about her about probably yeah, about it was six like months the ago. first podcast, kid. Was it the very first one? Yeah, no way. it was. Ah, so you on. should, if if people, maybe people weren't listening then. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll try and find out in the notes and I'll add it in maybe in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to it. It's so, definitely um, the first episode. I remember for sure. It was the first or second episode. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So. I thought one of the first ones was one of the women I'd done for a different podcast, but maybe you're right. So, yeah, um, she fired again, but the gun jammed. Police had to save her from the crowds and she was eventually deported to England. She was detained in a psychiatric hospital for the rest of her life, despite repeated pleas for release. She died in 1956 and is buried in England. The plaque was proposed by independent councillor Mannix Flynn, who described her as an anti-fascist revolutionary. He said it is now time to bring Violet Gibson into the public eye and give her a rightful place in history of Irish women and in the history of the Irish nation and its people. Nicola and I would just like to thank everyone for supporting our campaign to uh, highlight who Violet Gibson actually is. Um, Gibson was born in Dorky in Dublin in 1876 into a wealthy Anglo-Irish family. She converted to Catholicism in her 20s, travelling extensively. She's said to have had a strong commitment to social justice. Lord Mayor of Dublin, Dublin Caroline Conroy, described Violet Gibson as a Dubliner who suffered from misogyny and from the stigma surrounding mental 
illness. So go on, Violet Gibson. There you go. Foxes getting great a bit news. more Women getting recognised for great women, work. Women on top. They women were just talking top. about it on the radio today. I heard it on at least two or three shows. So finally getting a bit of um, recognition as well, I think. Hmm. Excuse me. And of sort. course, our other lovely fox that we had before, the lovely Angela Lansbury passed away. Ah, uh, stop. I was so was sad. sad about that. But she had a great old life, didn't she? She did. Mm. What a wonderful woman. So, so sad. Really fond memories of watching her. She wrote my pals in uni and stuff. And mm-hmm. she was just a, such a lovely lady. Um, and Robbie Coltrane passed away, which yeah. was devastating as well. Mm. I absolutely loved Cracker. Absolutely one of my favourite detective series of all time and Hagrid um, a lot of people were saying Hagrid, of Hagrid also hmm. oh yeah sad, 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 sad. okay moving along number four Number four Number this week so first thing is that uh, Amazon doing a promotion I think if you spend like 15 euro you get a fiver off stuff so in case anybody oh is looking I think it's all this week so in case anybody is looking for anything to buy there you go it's mm. a quick little one for you um mm-hmm. The one, the account I was going to talk about this week, it's a bit random and it's definitely not for everybody. Okay, so bear with me. Um, but do you ever use, did you ever use Reddit? No, it's kind of not really. I used the I very know. odd time, very odd time, yeah. yeah. It's, um, so like if people don't know what Reddit is, it's basically like a forum. It's basically. Chat, chat forum, yeah. Yeah, people can post about everything and anything mm-hmm. and um I'm not talking about Reddit today, but, but I'm just talking about it as in, in general mm-hmm. terms. But um, like you could look at it and find any topic going or you could mm-hmm. even just look up what's this, I don't know, like shop like for buying stuff or what's a good vintage shop or whatever. And like Reddit would have a post on it, you know, it could be yeah. anything. It's a massive spectrum. So and it's got all these like niche communities within Reddit yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, exactly. Like there'd be big things like probably a shit ton of stuff about like House of Dragon now and all that jazz. I can imagine. Yeah. I actually saw mm. a great video of people. Watch- Did you watch this week's? No, not yet. Okay, no. I won't talk about it. But I just watched um, a video of people reacting to this week's episode and it was hilarious. I love stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. that those kind of people are all British. Um, but anyway, so the page I want to talk about is actually a Twitter page and it's called Good Reddish, Great Reddish and Sometimes Bad Reddish. And it's just like kind of the best of Reddish. Now, some of it, people need to understand that Reddish can also be like where there's really poor human beings like. So there's a lot of shit posted on there as well that can like be a bit like upsetting. Like, but there's like, you know, it's not always PC on there. Um but some of the stuff they post is very fucking funny. It's like basically finding the best of Reddit on that Twitter page. So it's good Reddit, great Reddit, and uh, sometimes bad Reddit. And it's just is that the Twitter things. handle? Is that long? Um, that's the name of the account. The Twitter handle is Good Reddit. Sorry, Ash Good Reddit. Good Reddit. Yeah, uh, but if you okay. look up like Good Reddit, it'll probably come up. So it's lots of different stuff. Uh, some of it is like very like not funny you know some of the stuff they post Mm -hmm. is like no that's not very funny you know if you had like kind of a more intellectual uh humorous Mm -hmm. mind you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but some of it is very funny and it's actually just the best of reddit so like it's really stupid some of it can be so if you're really looking for something Mm -hmm. like just to have a mooch at and is not going to challenge you and if you're not 
really wanting to trawl through Reddit for some nuggets, then you just go on here and get them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like people tweeting about stuff, asking questions and stuff and people reacting to them, like totally random stuff. Like, so like I said, it's, um, it's not for everybody, but there are some, some gems on it. I mean, they they post a load of stuff every day. They post like loads of stuff on that Twitter mm. page as well. So you'll definitely find some, um, You'll definitely find some entertainment on it. Uh, the other thing I was going to talk about was, um, I don't know if you saw the video of Graham Norton being asked about trans rights the last week. Um, yeah, he, he, he kind of said, like, why are people asking me about this? I won't add anything to the conversation. And was it that just issue? Kinda, yeah. He was just kind of asked about like trans rights and stuff like that. And he was saying um, that people should speak to trans people about it. Like, you know, he kind of yeah. felt like, who am I to have a, an opinion on it? And uh yeah. He's had to go off Twitter. He's gotten so abuse for so much abuse no. for it. Yeah. So I just thought it was an interesting one to Are mention. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, look, the internet is is dark and there's Can, a lot well, of he, it's a very big funny enough, debate. He was commenting on cancel culture two weeks ago yeah. as well. Yeah. That is mad. Yeah. Oh my god. So Strangely, the the, tw- the the whole twenty minutes I had to myself on holidays, I listened to um <laughs> A podcast. What I what I walked to the pharmacy yeah. to get medicine for myself. Smallest violin in the world, please, for me. Um, I listened to you know the How to Fail podcast. I had it mm. downloaded. Graham Norton was being interviewed by Elizabeth Day, and I love Graham Norton. I just love him. But he he was a very open, normal person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told her that about being stabbed when he was 25 oh, really? in London. Wow. Um, mugged and stabbed Mad. in the chest. Jesus. And like, yeah, when he was a student and like knocking on doors trying to get someone to help him and eventually like this elderly couple opened up the door brought him in. We're, we're kind of ca- cautious of him and he was like yeah. asking the woman to hold his hand because he thought he was going to die and it was quite traumatic the whole thing. Jesus. He was quite sad telling the story. Terrible, terrible. But yeah, he's very interesting, very honest. I really enjoyed yeah. Enjoyed it. So there's oh, a, what he said, I really agreed with it as well. Like, but mm-hmm. obviously, look, the internet is mental. Anyway, oh, tell yeah. us, tell us the music news. Oh, okay, number five. Five. So I'll try and keep this short. It's quite long, but um, it's about ticket prices. So Mark Bowman mm. to the enemy has a <laughs> article out this week. It's quite a big long rant about ticket prices. But uh, Tom Grennan, Paul Heaton, and Jackie Abbott. And more are leading the way in their attempts to make gigs accessible amidst a cost of living crisis. Paul Heaton, who dug deep to support the staff of Q magazine when it was folded and put money behind the bar at 60 random pubs across the country for his birthday and Ireland, actually. Do you remember he put money into Courtney's and Killarney as well? Um, has now announced that he and Jackie Abbott are capping the price of tickets for their forthcoming arena tour at £30. That's roughly... As online online commentators have pointed out, one tenth of the top ticket price for Depeche Mode's June twenty three gig at Twickenham Stadium. Um, I mean, stadium shows have crew, staging, security, and so forth that takes a lot to put on, and they cost significantly more. But um, Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott's gigs aren't kind of renowned for huge stage acts or anything like that, you know. So you know, you can they're not directly comparable. Mm. Um, but, you know, £30 is a good 10 or less than what uh, he says you'd have had to pay to watch Ian Brown minus a band gargle along <laughs> to a backing track last month. Um, 
But yeah, it's really, Paul Heaton said it's really important through the coming months and possibly years that we tell the fans that we're getting paid enough and we want to keep it low for you. I'm very much against greed within the industry because I feel as though there's quite a lot of it. We're just trying to battle and say, look, we'll do it as low as we can and set a bit of an example. He also praised Tom Grennan's efforts to keep ticket prices for his 23 arena tour as low as possible, dismissing all VIP and platinum ticket options as just bollocks in the middle of a cost of living crisis. So fair play to Tom Grennan as well. And then this is interesting as well. Acts such as Bruce Springsteen, Greta Van Fleet and Foo Fighters have taken to various methods of verification to stop scalpers upselling tickets on secondary sites, while Billy Joel and Kid Rock don't sell tickets for the front two rows of their shows in a bid to counter the touts. Rather than play to a front row full of all bored rich guys and their enthusiastic trophy girlfriends, Joel sends his crew out to bring people from the back of the room to the front Ah. row instead. Instant euphoria. Like that would actually make me book a Billy Joel Tickets, I'd love to go know. see Billy Joel. He's like on my mm-hmm. list of people to see. I mean, come on, imagine the sing along numbers at that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I think he's doing Hyde Park next year, actually. Oh, but um, anyway, so there you go. That's basically what um, um, the crack there. So people are just trying to uh, be real. Paul Eaton is such a good guy, though. He's like one of these just good people, you know. Like mm-hmm. when Q, as I said, when Q folded, he gave like a big amount of money, like 20,000 mm-hmm. or something, to split between the staff or 30,000, something like that. Um, but anyway and the other couple of things I want to mention more that there's two new albums out this week that are worth listening to Arctic Monkeys new album oh, The Care yes. is mm-hmm. out supposed to be very good and then although the first single was a bit random um, it kind of grew on me though um, and then Loyal Karner he has a new album Hugo which is third album's out soon and then the following week Phoenix new album <gasps> Alpha Zulu is out on the 4th of November nobody called me that day I'm unbeatable so, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm not a fan but Taylor Swift has a new album coming out next week oh. so there's a lot of hype online about this you know with the Swifties and all that jazz so. that's the um, the music news and, and and actually one of the things I saw on Twitter today was Liz Truff's didn't survive between the announcement of Taylor Swift's, Swift's album and the actual album coming <laughs> oh, and so uh, Liza Minnelli outlived her again so there you go <laughs> Uh, again well done Liza Minnelli that was a good one to to outlast didn't take long so um, that's the crack that's the news what's the POA for the weekend are you up to anything I'm uh, going to our beautiful Mother Murphy's 75th birthday lunch of course family yes of course and that's it working other than that so that will be fabulous so, mm. yeah. And nice. yeah, no, that's it. Next weekend we have Jazz Weekend in Cork. So it'll be. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. one. Is that time mm. again? Bloody hell. Mm. Yeah, we have um, not much on this weekend. Thank God. We're a bit wrecked from. Uh, I going thought you were going anyway. for dinner for your birthday or something. Stuart and I are going for dinner on Saturday night with my pal Katie and her husband Rich. And okay. it's for my 40th birthday. So that's <laughs> only 13 months overdue. <laughs> Nice. Um, I think you should just flag that as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm still flagging that donkey girl. I'm still spending those vouchers. Still get to Vegas for the next few years, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still planning my party, mm. <laughs> my proper party. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so um, anyway, that's that, and just cracking on now, getting the house done up and stuff. So I've a lot of decisions to make. Maybe order some couches, like yourself, for all buying couches at the moment. Um, which is exciting too. I've finally decided on a purple couch I think nice purple. very nice we went for a royal blue one purple blue, so yeah yeah I, well like yours you sent me a picture I haven't sent you on mine yet but yeah purple kind of squishy squishy nice. couch and then a, like a like a distressed tan leather oh couch as well. interesting yeah 
Ooh, Never thought I'd go for leather, different. but I like these ones. Yeah, yeah. Kind of it reminds me of renting houses, leather. Even when we were in the shop on Sunday, I couldn't even look at them. I'm adverse to yeah. the leather life from renting. Well, these this the isn't like a no. It's going to be a special leather. leather. This is like yeah, a yeah, yeah. This but it's like a distressed leather. It's like old leather, so yeah, it looks kind yeah. of old, rather than that kind of yucky yeah, yeah rented house fancy. leather that's just wiped clean you know yeah and it's not even leather it's like pleather so yeah. pleather 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 but no so, um, that's it so we will uh, and the other thing I wanted to say was my friend Emer, my best mate moved back to uh, Ireland last week and uh, I just wanted to wish her all the best Aww. and say that we're missing her in Edinburgh as well um, already best of luck so. best of luck Emer. smash it smash the kingdom um so that's news. So we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, tell three friends if you're enjoying the podcast. Get three people you know to have a listen. We'd love that. Okay? Thanks all. Love you guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye, 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 bye.